Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe, and share with a friend. When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down, and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. (laughs) I'm alive! He's a freaking madman! Look at him going to town! Dennis, welcome into the Raw Knuckles podcast. Good to see you, my friend. Listen, um, the Habs, uh, God, they're on this homestand. They had that road trip. They're in the thick of it here. They're chasing it, chasing it, chasing it. And they come home that first game and end up losing to uh, L.A. Um, This is such a big month for them. And listen, I I said at the beginning of the season, I didn't think they're going to make the playoffs. But Agreed. If they could be a little more consistent, they could be right in the thick of things there for that last spot. Now, I'm crazier things have happened in this league, but it, right. this is such a big month for them. And it, they have such a heavy schedule. Look at LA, Calgary at home tonight, Ottawa in Ottawa, then mm-hmm. Anaheim, Tampa Bay. Then they go on the road for six straight games around Christmas. Yeah. So. Like, it doesn't look good on paper, but, boy, um, it's a big month for them. It is, and they're, they're within striking distance, Nuck, so you can't say these games don't have consequence. It's not like they're, okay, we're looking at next season, we got to play the, the kids, and you got to win games now. It's as simple as that. So it's uh, it's an interesting season for this team. I still don't think they have the quality up and down a lot to beat in the postseason, but – what are they? Four points out of a spot yep. at this point, and I don't think anybody thought they would be there. I thought they would be, you know, fighting for the basement in the East. So yeah, you need more consistency. Uh, it'd be interesting, like tonight against Calgary. Calgary hasn't played well all season. No, like, they've been And what will happen tonight is, yeah, Calgary will win the puck possession game without question. But if Markstrom, he's still beating himself up. He hasn't been the same guy he has been in Calgary and Vancouver before that. So. They can find a way to win this game. It's going to be probably a low-scoring game. They're going to have to get a solid goaltending. But yeah, th- these are these are games of importance for different reasons. Because I didn't think even a third of the way in Nucks that we'd be saying, okay, they were four points out of a spot. So let these kids, you know, play for a playoff spot like they're in the race. Like we'll know. And you mentioned that road trip at the, at the back end of that road trip, Nucks. We'll know if if the other forty games are going to be legit, interesting for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or is it just going to be a developmental season um, halfway through? Because this is a nice start. I'm not sure they're a nice team yet, but I got to give them credit. They're, they're overachieving, and and that's the thing. You can look at the paper. You can look at the stats, and that, then you go play the games. So if they, if they can find wins to win, it's going to always start from the net. They got to get solid goaltending. But other than that, I think it's been a nice season for Hapsen. I think it's been an unexpected pleasure that they're playing – at this level. I'm not saying they're playing well, but they're playing games where they're going on the road, they're winning games, they're scoring goals, and it's an exciting team. I, I, I know we talked about this before, but I want to bring it up again. Your your eyes, Slavkovsky, sure. the World Junior coming up. What do they do here? Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, when I look at it, if he was in Laval, playing in Laval, yeah. for sure. Right. But he's here. I don't Bingo. think he's going anywhere. What do you think? Do you think it'd be a good thing for him or be better to stay here? The kid doesn't lack confidence, Nuts. If he wasn't doing well or he wasn't like a confident player going out there and playing like he thinks he belongs, I'd say, yeah, go back, get your confidence built, go have a big tournament, whatever, score some goals. There's no reason at this development, at this stage of his development, Nuts, keep going. 
keep going with the big club. You're playing at the most elite level. Like you step down, what's it going to do for him? Team is going to win a gold medal. So what's it do? Like give him more, some more ice time. Uh, I'm happy with the way, and I think fans should be happy the way they're handling Slavkovsky right now. I think he's getting the right amount of time. They're not overtaxing him. The other players they brought in are producing. Nick's been great. Cole scored another goal the other night because he's a goal scorer and he just shoots the pocket and then it goes in. Like, there's no pressure on this kid. So let him practicing with the big club, learn what it's like to be, you know, playing at the highest level, the travel, the physicality, all this other stuff. To go back and do that, yeah, it, it could be a benefit. But I for keeping the kids in the big show. I think that's the best way to develop these kids is having them take their lumps and having those tough nights. Like, I just I think that's how this approach. Yeah, I love to see him stay here for sure. And I think <clears throat> he will. And you talk about taking lumps. Yeah. Here's a kid. We had Abba Jack guy on. Um, I taped him two days ago. And um, it just it was awesome. Funny, funny stuff. Yeah. But we talked about um, Slavkowski. And now he's taken like mm-hmm. three to four, four big hits this year. And one yeah, the other nice. night, he got slim. You know, he thinks <clears throat> no one's going to hit him. I mean, come on. Right. So I'm a star. Yeah. Okay. Like, the first overall uh, yeah. Boom, like, here's your first God. overall pick. And I, I, I'm sure I know they've talked to him about it, but he's got to correct that because guys are not going to, he's 18 year old kid. Yeah. Guys don't care. You know, your number one pick overall, people are going to, test you and he he's gotten tested right. so far that way but <clears throat> we had jack eye on i said like come on he's got to keep his head up i said he said i don't mind sticking <laughs> up for him he said i every time i do i get a free dinner and like <laughs> but the kid i mean he could big boy he could get hurt though he's got yeah. got it's it's game aware well that's <laughs> development right that's game awareness right. like time place like where you got, you got to be aware of what's going around you and the surroundings around you. When you're a star on Slovakia, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to touch you here. It's just the opposite. You're right. You've got a target on your back. Not so much these days, but yeah, it's it's about game awareness, and that's part of it. Nux It's like to not to learn how to not to take hits. Like Jack Hughes. Jack got hit a lot in the first couple of seasons, and now he's learned to, to negotiate away from those hits, so he's not getting hit like two or three times a game. And Slavkowski is going to have to do the same thing, but that's why you keep him here to learn those lessons. Yeah, uh, looking at this team in, on the back, and they got some injuries now. Um, you know, yeah. um, having David Savard out, so these rookies are going to get more playing time. There's no question. Sure. Not that they haven't got enough already, but we look up front there, and you know, come trade deadline, um, who do you think they're seriously looking at moving here? Come trade deadline, the house. Hoffman, Hoffman, yeah. because he's a proven scorer, right? If some contending team has a, a crappy power play, they can sell him, that team on Mike Hoffman coming in and scoring. And again, he came back the other night, got a goal. Um, I think that would be the guy. I know there's been some chatter, and we've had it on fourth period about Josh Anderson, but that's an off-season deal, if, if at all. Like, it, there's a lot of term, there's injury history. It's, it's it's a nice price contract, Nux, from an AAB standpoint, but yeah. just the risk around him being injured and not having him in the season. So I think at the deadline right now, I certainly think that um, that Hoffman's number one on the hit list. Monahan in there? Uh, because, are, are they going to keep this kid around um, for these young guys? I don't know. Um, it, it depends, Nux. I, I can't really tell you. I, I, I'll tell you in March. Like, I'll tell you at the end of February if they're going to keep him or not because he's fitting in nicely. Now, the question is price. Like, the, like the understanding was he was going to come here in the last year of his deal, like work hard, and then 
just, you know, um, go move on. Well, maybe he doesn't move on. Maybe he stays here. I think it's a, there's a lot of maybes with Sean Monaghan. I, I, I think that if there's a younger player that does come through and takes that time, then maybe. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's a coin flip right now because if you can get him at the right term and right price, he's fit in. He's fit in well. And, and you know, and, and that's what you wanted in this deal. Yeah, you got a draft pick out of it. I understand that. But if you can keep the player as well. What a huge trade that would be for this team. All right, last one with the Habs. Uh, Cole Caulfield, uh, he got <coughs> one year left here uh, until his contract is burned. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think they offer this kid? I mean, they, they're paying, listen, he, he's put up the numbers, no question, but yeah. they got to pay him on what he's going to do, and I think they got a good idea what he may do. So what kind of dollars you think? You think you get something similar to Suzuki? Or what do they yeah, do here? Because this is a great duo. There's I, I no question. Pay, yeah. I, I wouldn't pay him more than Nick. I'd probably pay him a little, little bit less. So, what, $7 million a year? Yeah. Right? If you can get him on a long-term deal. If not, you bridge him and have him sign a three-year deal or something like that. But I, I think it's in the $7 million range. Right? I look at a guy like Kevin Fiala who came here who's accumulating points, and he's, what, seven, eight. Now, he's a more established player, right? Yeah. He was 25 or 26 when he came over. But I think for for it's got to be in Nick's neighborhood because they are a pair right now and they have amazing chemistry. You're not going to break that up. You got to pay him what he's worth. And if he's going to be a 35 goal scorer, that's what the price is going to be. I don't think it's going to be higher than that. he's not going to get paid like David Pasternak's going to get a huge friggin' pay, payday. But I, I think in the seven million dollar range, that term would be fair for for both Cole and for the team. All right, uh, let's take a look at the Atlantic, Boston up the top now. Uh, do you think Toronto can catch them? Um, uh, uh, they're going to battle back and forth all year. Yeah, they can catch them because as great as Boston's playing, they're not playing at this level. They're not playing at over 800 hockey the entire season. This is not, you know, the 71 Canadians. It's not. I mean, they're a really good team. Depends how much they get banged up. The question is, Bergeron and Krejci are 37 and 36. Are they going to make it through the entire season healthy? I don't know. Um, is Olmark going to be the guy every single night? I don't know. Um, are they favorites to win the division? Yes. Can Toronto beat them? Yeah. Look, if Toronto's going to play this way, Nux, where they're playing defense yeah. and they're going to get opportunistic goal scoring, they're going to be the race for the division. There's no question because Boston will come back down to earth. The thing with Boston that's different than New Jersey, Nux, is they're massive at home and they're pretty good on the road. Like the Devils have been like, okay, pretty good at home, but really good on the road. And like, you know, so that – and that's not sustainable. You can't be 11-1. and one. If you're 11-1 and one on the road, you're not going to keep that up for the whole season. So I do think that Toronto – and you know, Tampa Bay might stick their nose in because nobody expects Tampa Bay to, to really care about winning the division. But they're getting healthy. Braden points back to where he was. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a Boston-Toronto race for first because I, I think that Tor- Tampa Bay, you know, they'll pull their punches, Knucks. They don't care yeah. to win the division. They know what the big prize is. They don't have to prove they themselves. So they, they want to, yeah, they want to stay healthy and have all their guys ready for game eighty-three. So I think Boston Toronto could be a really nice race. But yeah, Toronto can win it, especially the way they're playing. They're, they're just they finally understand that at some point they're going to have to win these low-scoring games once we get to the playoffs, and they're starting to play in that mode anyway. Part of the reason is that their blue lines all banged up, but this more conservative game it's working for them. And Marner's been on a heater. So, yeah, all the combinations are. So, but, they're, look, they're a talented team. That's what they have, 105 points last year. Could they defend? I think they will. They'll contend for the division. I was liking Florida last year. I'm not liking them this year. New coach. No. I get it. They, they, I don't – what is it? What is it? 
You know what it is, Nux? It, it's not fantasy hockey. You just can't unplug Uyghur and Uberdo and no. plug in Kachuk and say, okay, it's going to be the same. And it's a new system, and it's a new coach. It takes time to gel. They have – now, Barkoff's been injured a bit. Um, Ekblad was out as well. Um, I'm worried about their bottom four defense. They look really average right now. Like, some nights they look really, really good at cooking all – and other nights they just don't have the effort. And I don't know if it's the coach or whatever, but – it's they've been an average team, which is for them disappointing. Uh, they'll have to make some ads, I think, at the at the deadline because I don't consider them a contender right now. When I see this team play, some nights, yeah, okay, they could go deep and get to the conference final. Other nights, I'm like, well, they don't even look like a playoff team. So there's just too much inconsistency in their game to say, hey, you know, you should feel confident about the Florida Panthers right now. How about Tage? Uh, the five goals, unbelievable. <laughs> like, wait, did, did you get it? Where I mean, he they cut his ice time in the third. How did you look at yeah. it? I mean, they they made a big thing of it up here. Like, they they should have let him go for the six goals, whatever, score as many as he could. And, and I was watching BX on Hockey Night, and he said, you know, I'm glad, you know, they cut it back a bit because it was mm-hmm. kind of like rubbing it in. I, I don't know if I agree with that, but, you know. Well, it – yeah, well, here's the thing, Nuts. If it, if he scored five goals and it was six five, and they were protecting a one goal lead, yeah. it was nine four. Yeah, and, and and see, I think that at that point, when you have five and there's a record in the distance, that's a conversation between the coach and the player. Yeah, like, do you want to go out there? How much t- house time do you have? If I'm Granado, I assume that happened. If I'm Donnie Granado, after the second, I'm like, well, how much do you want to play? Do you want to go for it? I have no problem. And look. If they are trying to score, it's like when people say, oh, why are you trying to steal second when it's six to one? Well, stop them from scoring. Yeah. So that was a, you know, the reason he scored five goals is that Columbus sucked and they were terrible all night defensively. That's on them. So he's out there. Look, I don't think people he would get targeted because he's too big to target anyway. I have no problem with it because the only person that benefits from him tying or breaking a record is Tate Thompson. Yes, teammates yeah. might care, but they already won the game. And the, the goal in this game is to win the game, not to score seven goals. So I got no problem with it. And he probably had the conversation. And I'm sure if he really wanted to go out there and play another seven or eight minutes um, in the third period, they would have let him. But I, I don't think it's it, – I, I agree. I, I think what, enough was enough. It was a great night. It's a memorable night for him. But I, another goal I don't think would have mattered. It would have mattered in the game, so I have no problem with the way they All right, still out east. The Met, uh, Jersey still on top. Listen, 11-1-0 on the road. Impressive. Yeah. Like, how how the league has changed. You used to go on the road, man. You know, winning on the road Damn. was tough back in the day. Yep. Not anymore. Um, this team is awesome. I get it. Carolina, um, you know, trying to keep pace but won't. Pacioretty skating again. Uh, think he comes yeah, back pretty soon? Great. Yeah, and they need them. That, that's the one problem with this team. They lose a lot of overtime games because they don't score as much. They don't give up much at all. And uh, But, again, they're an average team right now. They they, they don't just have enough offense. Kakanyemi, that doesn't look like a great contract. I mean, I, they tripled down on that guy. And I just I, – I don't. I mean, I know they wanted to – They were stick rubbing the, knife the, in the nose hats. in it. Now it's coming back. They were. Him. Well, <laughs> that's right. There's a tax, the, tax, the tax bill came in for that nose rub. <laughs> yeah. And so – I picked Carolina to win the cup. I still like it because I don't think they've got much in the playoffs. I think the Kochekov kid is going to be the, their goalie, probably going forward, because you can't trust the other guys. Hurt. This team's always banged up. They're banged up in net. Max, Max coming back, though, is essential. When I saw they added Max and Burnsy to this team, I'm like, wow, they're serious. They need more offense. So I'm, I'm, I'm holding judgment off them. I'm disappointed in what they've done so far. 
But again, I want to see the back end of the season and into the playoffs because I think they'll be a dangerous team because the one thing they couldn't do and the reason they lost to the Rangers, their big guys didn't show up in game seven offensively. With Burns and with Max, that might be a different story once you get to the playoffs. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the numbers here. It's so – the parity uh, around the league, it's crazy. But, you know, the range is right there. Island is going back and forth. Mm-hmm. What a hit Romanov put on on Wood. <laughs> Fantastic. Huh? Just, oh, that, 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 that looked yeah. like a bad car accident. Like, yeah, it did. And it was a great hit. Yeah. It was perfect hit. And he had to answer for it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could talk about the code, whatever you want to talk about. But that was a perfect – that was a textbook hit. And people do get concussions without hitting their head and without without head contact or banging their head on the ice. And there's a situation where it, you can get a concussion that way too. So it was, but it was a, a great hit. And nuts, that's part of the reason they traded for him. He's that type of player. That's a, it's as simple as that. And and it was it was one hell of a hit. And that was a really that was a really entertaining game between the Islanders and Dallas. There's just more quality in the metro this season. Yeah, you know, with, with the. With the Islanders bouncing back and the Devils now, you know, having this great run, it's a highly competitive division. That's why when we talk about the hats to the playoffs, like that, the challenge there is that they're not going to be a top three team. So are, are they? Can they get to the seven eight? I don't know. There's a lot of quality around there, but again, if they're sniffing around and they're let's say ninth or tenth or eleventh, then the Habs fans are going to enjoy watching these games because it's actually going to mean something other than, oh, what does this mean for next season? They don't ask how how many uh, Ovi had four right. empty netters last four games. Uh, he's chasing it. He, he's he's getting this. He, he's gonna get Gretz's record, right? Oh yeah, yeah right. That's why he's on the contract, Nuts. That's the only reason he's on the contract to break the. I mean, he, he's got money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah, that that's why he signed this contract. He's gonna unless he gets injured, and even and and Nuts people said, well, the team. Is going to be bad. Maybe he won't score as much. Well, the team isn't any good. They're a 500 team. Yeah. He's still scoring. Yeah, he's going to continue to play because he the, the shot the shot is still unstoppable on the power play. He sets up in his office the one timer. It's in the back of the net. He's going to continue to play. He breaks the record. And the great thing about it is that people are going to be rooting for him, including Wayne. Like Wayne wants to see him break, break the record. And if, if he's going to if he's going to bless you like that, then keep going. And it would be great to see a record that we never thought would be broken. Get broken, but yeah, I expect unless some massive injury hits him, where he's you know it's career threatening, he's going to break the record in a couple of years. All right, Torts in Philly, he um, healthy scratch Tony D'Angelo. Do you see maybe at some point this could be a problem? Um, no, because the team's bad, and the only way he has the way to get players' attention is by taking away their ice time. He can't take away their money. You can't cut them. It's guaranteed contracts. To let players know, to put them on notice, they need to be better, you sit them in the press box. And the way this team plays, they're not a good team. So it's not like sitting Tony D'Angelo out is going to prevent them from making the playoffs. This is a long-term project. And if you're not bought in, if you're not playing the right way, he'll sit you because he's got a four-year contract. Torts isn't going anywhere. That's what they brought him in for, to establish accountability and a system. The system's there. Just the team isn't any good. If you, you, you lay all this on Chuck Fletcher. He put together a terrible roster. Um, and that's the problem. So I don't think Chuck's going to last after Nick this season. Torch will probably be there because he has a long-term deal. Um, but that's how you do it. So I don't think it's a problem, Nux. I think it's the only way you can get players' attention these days is to sit them out. And when you have a team that's not in contention, yeah. you can do it well like a player like D'Angelo, who I happen to like. I mean, personal stuff aside, yeah. I think he's a creative player. He can produce on the blue line. He played well. And, you know, he, he you know he reclaimed his, his – uh, his career in Carolina with a really good team. He did a job, went to Philly, got paid. 
So it's a process and it's um, something that John and, and Tony will sit down and talk about, I'm sure. Or they, I'm sure they already have, but I got no problem. And I don't think it's a problem. It's, it's towards his way. And, and that's the one thing, the one security bucket he has is he has this long-term deal where he can do stuff. And I'm sure they, they said that. I'm sure he told management at some point, I got to sit guys down. This is what he's doing right now. I got a feeling the central, these two teams are going to be going back and forth. Oh yeah. Winnipeg, Dallas, uh, tied for the top. I mean, Dallas has a game in hand, but they must have a little bit of incentive there with, with uh, bonus coach in Winnipeg and uh, want to yeah. maybe claim that top spot in the central. Yeah. Well, it's important for them, I think. And the, the, why they're battling is because Colorado's so banged up. That's like, a, it's like the Colorado Eagles, not the Colorado Avalanche playing on that team yeah. right now. Like, and I joke with my buddy, Mark Moser, like, does he get the same pay? He's calling an HL roster team. It's not really NHL level players. So, yeah, Winnipeg's a great story, Nux. And remember, doing about Nikolai Ehlers, who's one of the most creative, if not the creative players. But, look, here's the thing. Shifley's been a horse. Like, Wheeler, they stripped him the seat. He's playing great. Connor Halibut, the whole key to this team. Connor Halibut is like the guy that played a couple of years ago when he was, you know, Vesna level. And that's what he's been. Josh Marcy's playing like he's going to win the Norse. Is that sustainable? I don't know. One more injury, probably not. But it's going to be interesting. Dallas is a really interesting team. Because everybody talks about Jason Robertson, and he's been amazing. But the thing that changed his team is Jamie Benn. He's got, I think, now 10 or 11 goals. He's the Jamie Benn that they needed for a couple seasons who looked like he was done. Now, it's, you know, he's an older player. He's not fast. He came back, and that's the game. And the other key is Tyler Sagan. He's been so beat up over the last couple of years. He had three different surgeries in the offseason. He's healthy now. So with Jason Robertson, with Jamie Benn, with Tyler Sagan, it's an exciting team. Got a really solid blue line. Solid net with Ottinger. So I'd have to handicap this. And I know Winnipeg's in first. But if Colorado isn't going to win the division, I like Dallas over Winnipeg. I think Colorado will finally get healthy. My challenge for the top spot. I think Winnipeg's best bet to make the playoffs nuts. It's to try to get that three seed in the central. Because Minnesota isn't great. St. Louis can't figure it out. So you could see Winnipeg in the playoffs as a playoff team. I think more likely as a three seed, not as a wild card. All righty. Uh, your way, uh, Vegas on top right now. But Seattle yeah. is continuing. Uh, lost 10, 7, 3, and 0. Oh. Um, another team awesome on the road. 9, 2, and 1 on the road. Uh, hello. Yeah, and that was a nice win in Florida yesterday. If you thought that they were going to come back down to earth, they had lost the previous game on the road. You think, okay, Florida, you know, it's maybe this is going to be the situation where it's not sustainable. Not even that. I don't think this is sustainable. That's the one danger with Seattle. They're okay at home. They're great on the road. I don't think that's sustainable over 41 road games. So I think they'll come back down to earth. I don't think they're a top three team here. I look at their goaltending, and people say, oh, Martin Jones has bounced back. He really hasn't. His numbers are no different than it was in Philadelphia. He's just got a better defensive team in front of him. So it's a really nice story. I don't know if this is a really nice team or not because you figure Calgary is going to get on track. You figure Edmonton's going to get on track. Well, Sanchez is going to be around anyway because their goal scoring is a lot better. So um, it, it's interesting with Seattle because I, I didn't see this coming. I don't think they'd be at this spot, and they're playing well. And I think it's still a case where – Team's taken for granted. This, this team walks into other te- teams' barns and they go, all right, Seattle, we should win this game. And it hasn't been the case on the road, so it's been a really nice story for this team. They don't have a superstar scorer, but they're doing it by committee, which I always joke about committees who are on these committees. But they're getting contributions up and down a lot offensively, so it's been good enough to win games. Well, yeah, L.A. Kings, uh, they are in third. And, geez, I look at – all right, they've got the most goals in the – 
division, but they also mm-hmm. give up the most goals. Yeah. 112, not well, other than Anaheim, but um, God, if they could ever button yeah. it up a bit, I mean, they <laughs> they'd be on top. Yeah. People talk about the the defense and they need the, a left side defense, which they actually do. But their goaltending hasn't been good. That, that's the problem. Because if you look at the advanced statistics, Nucks, the Kings are like in the top ten in giving uh, giving up slot shots and quality chances. They they haven't given up a lot. They can't. They don't have a goalie to make a save right now. Especially Peterson, who's now in the AHL. Phoenix Copley actually might be the guy once we go down to it. Because again, last night they gave up six to Columbus, and Habs fans saw Columbus. They were terrible. Right? I mean, it's, they're, that's why they, that's a team Tate Johnson scored five goals. With. And yeah, they scored five, but they gave up six. They, they shouldn't be giving up six to Columbus. So they need better goaltending. I don't know what they do because Jonathan Quick's cap hit is 5.8 million. Uh, Cal Peterson's is 5 million. They already got almost $11 million in net, and they're last in the goaltending statistics. So yeah, the infants really improved now. Their mindset changed too. This used to be a lockdown team. Now this team's going. They get the puck, they're going, which is great. It's more entertaining. I think it's better for the fans, but they're too inconsistent enough. They win one. They're like Florida. They win one game, they lose one game. They win one game, they lose one game. They've been scoring enough to win more games, but they're a 500 team. But the division hasn't been great, so they're in the conversation. But they're going to have to get better goaltending if they think they're going to go back to the playoffs like they did last season. All right, some some suspensions around the league. Alexiak gets a uh, three-game yeah. suspension for hit to the head. Is that the mark now? It, it, it has to be. Yeah. Three or more for hits three to the head. Three or more, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, which is great. I think that's, that's what they need to do. But, yeah, I think when you see players like that, that clearly – you know, violate the rule and really shouldn't be in hockey. I think that's what you're going to see, a minimum of three games. I think you're absolutely right. How about Skinner, the cross-check, and then uh, what's uh, Envigal in, in Toronto? Now, yeah. Envigal, M- M- his look bad. He kind of hesitated yeah. on the way down, hitting kind of mm-hmm. across the neck. But neck, one yeah. game? I don't know. What do you think? Because there was no injury. Like, well, the part of it is injury. Like Sean Dursey didn't yeah. leave the game, wasn't injured. He played the next game. So I, I, th- I think the optics look really crappy on that. Nuts. Yeah. So you have to suspend him for that. But I think they factored in his history. Like, well, when you watch his videos, his, his history, was there an injury? No. I don't know what Skinner was doing. It's the end of the game. But <laughs> he stupid. wasn't he checked happy. Him to, and then reached up again. He wasn't happy. He kept going at him. And so when you keep going at him, you're going to sit out. And your team's going to lose games. It's going to be penalized. I, I don't know what he was doing. I'm like, going, dude, it's late in the game. What are you doing? You're not a tough guy. So I, I didn't. That was that was poor judgment from Jeff Skinner. So he's being penalized for poor judgment because he shouldn't be in that position where they have to have a hearing when they make a, a call. He's not that type of player. Like, calm down. All right, Dennis, uh, one more before I let you go. Who's going to be the first uh, coach to depart this season? Hmm. Um, Brad Larson in Columbus. Okay. Because the expectations bringing in Johnny Goudreau and then having Lonnie on the team fine. The goaltending is awful, too. Yeah. They're, always, they're really banged up. Cooper Sell got hurt again. I think the expectations bringing in Johnny in. The, the one thing that will save him is that he has a great relationship with Goudreau, um, that maybe that saves him. But I, I think that when you look at these teams, because the other teams that aren't playing well or expected to play well, the other guy would be Dallas Akins, right? You mentioned oh, yeah. Anaheim. Anaheim is – Anaheim is a car crash right now. Like, they're so bad defensively, and they aren't getting good defending. I think what will happen is there was a lot of change when Burbeek came in. So what I think will happen is they'll let 
Eakins play out the season at this point because it doesn't matter, yeah. right? And plus a really good coach doesn't want to come in on an interim basis. So I, I think they'll play out the season. They'll let the kids like Zegers and McTavish develop more. And Pat will put his guy in the in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So you would think that looking at the records that it would be Eakins. I, I think Larson's more at risk of getting canned first than Eakins. At this now, point. you mentioned Eakins, really good coach. Why do you say that? I'm just curious. Uh, I no, he, he's not a. If I said he's a really good coach, I made a mistake. No, um, he he get, but he knows the kids. He knows McTavish. He knows Zegers from the minor league. So when you're playing the younger kids, yeah. plus he 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 he's the guy responsible for Troy Terry. Yeah. Troy Terry is a 37 goal scorer because of Dallas Eakins, yeah. right? So he, he knows how to coach offensively. I just think at, at you know when Pat comes in, he's the GM now. He's going to have the ability to change the coach. I just think with all the change that happened, gets laugh left. There was just too much change in the offseason to say, okay, we want to just change everything. Because I think the kids need some stability here. The one thing that connects them and has stability is Dallas Eakins because Zegers had him in the AHL. So I think that's why he might stay to have some semblance of stability. Do I think he'll coach you after the season? And I might do that. Cool. Dennis, thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate it.